I have some exciting news. What news? You are fake news. Well, that's good news. Triple M Breakfast with Rude Dits and Lies. Overnight news. Well, the South Australian government have brought in a uh, initiative to help first homeowners get into the market, and it sounds like a pretty good one. And now they can get into the market, or you can get into the market with a 2% deposit on a home and land package. So let's say it's a $500,000 property. You need a 10,000 deposit as opposed to, you know, a... 40 grand, 50 grand uh, deposit. Um, You also have no stamp duty. That's a huge save. So that's probably another 15 grand or something like that. And yeah, so. Plus plus 15 grand first home buyer's grant, isn't there? Plus 15 grand for first. So there's three real big points there, the real big positives. Yeah. Yeah. So are there any other caveats? Like, does it have to be in a certain area? It just have to be new builds, I think. So new builds? Yeah. So. That's yeah. great because I've been saying for years that a lot of people are struggling to save for a deposit because they're paying rent, but they have immaculate rent history. So they pr- have proven for years and years and years that they can make payments on time, yep. that they're trustworthy. So they don't necessarily need a huge deposit. It's more like, yeah. So yeah. Here's, here's my next question, Rue. I'm not, I'm not putting you on the spot here. If the government says you only have to pay 2%, what's the building company saying? So who's like who's guaranteeing... Do you know what I mean? Like there's a once well, the, upon a the time. The deposit's there for the bank generally, not for the builder. So So builders don't don't get a deposit? No. Okay. No, Interesting. they they just uh build the house and you get your money, your funding from the bank and that goes towards the builder. Your deposit's there to have some equity in your home so that um uh, your bank's got confidence in it. Okay, so same. So I see what you mean. And there's no same mortgage insurance, uh, insurance as well for a smaller deposit, which there usually is for deposits under. I think. Don't quote me on this, but five or ten percent. Yeah. Um, all right. So the government's obviously done a deal with the banks, hasn't it? Yeah. Because previously banks would say, no, 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 we want twenty percent deposit or twenty five percent. And this mm. is called the Home Start. Uh, package. So, yeah. look, I'm no expert. I just saw it and I've been reading about it. So, but um, well, I we think need we new builds. The next couple of days, we need more houses. We need more people. Yeah, yeah, I think it's great. Yeah, good scheme. Yeah, can't get much better than that. Hey, uh, at the other end of the spectrum, um, we've now our we've got an aging demographic in Australia. Basically, we all know that that's been happening. But there's just a little stat for the over seventy fives. There's now two million people over the age of seventy five. By twenty forty, there's going to be three point four million Whoa. people over uh, the age of seventy five. Hmm. So um, instead of the new builds that we're talking about, the new builds in that sector are in um, aged aged care. care. And they're talking about a huge amount that they've got to get done uh, over the next uh, 15 or so years to be able to cater for them people as they Mm. get older. And there's so many new ones. There's stories in the paper today about a new big new one up in the Adelaide Hills. Certainly from when I was a kid, uh, aged care facilities were terrible. Mm. Now they range from terrible to luxury. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, they're different. So they've got to just I've got conti- gyms and bowling alleys. Everything. And all sorts Actually, of things, it yeah. could be bloody pretty yeah. good fun. Retire, yeah. Holiday village, isn't it? Great. Yeah. Hey, you remember the, the lady only uh, yesterday in Parliament? She's the deputy leader of the Nationals. Her name's Perrin Davey. Mm. Uh, and they reckon she was sloshed. Oh, she uh, was definitely. Well, yeah. she was making Something was going on. Yeah. yeah. Look, uh, interesting that she is actually on the uh, new parliamentary committee 
to form the policy on alcohol and drugs. Well, that's pretty good. Oh. I think that makes sense. Yeah, well, she's an expert on it. <laughs> well, yeah. you need to be experienced. She's done her market research. <laughs> Next they'll tell us Barnaby's the chair of that committee. <laughs> oh, no. No, I don't know if he is, but anyway, no, but this, this is true. Perrindale was yeah. on this new parliamentary hey, committee. when Barnaby was on the sun, on Sunrise program yesterday, they said, right, let's throw to Barnaby for her. And he goes, why are you saying me? <laughs> <laughs> like he's in here. Oh, come well, on, Well, Barnaby, Barn. you've been plastered all over every TV oh, screen no. about rolling yeah. on the ground. Yeah. He's got to own it. you just got to own it. Yeah. There's nothing you can do. Have you ever played the game Six Degrees of Kevin Bacon? Uh, no. It's Six Degrees of what is Kevin it? Bacon? Well, apparently it's the theory that you can get back to Kevin Bacon in six moves or less, no matter who you pick in the film industry, oh, like okay. some random actor. All right. You know, are you good at this game? Yeah, I'm bloody. So, so I've Leonardo DiCaprio. St- to Kevin Bacon? Yeah. Oh, you want me to do that right now? Yeah. Okay. Uh, all right. Oh, this, well, I I'll mean, it's back, not. I'll come back to it during yeah. the break and yeah. then tell me. Yep, I'll do the moves in the all break. Right. Anyway, weirdly, Kevin Bacon's found out through one of those um, DNA tests mm. that his wife is related to him. Oh, how many they kids have they got? So he's, they've got two. They're they were, not, they were playing this game around the kitchen table, yeah. weren't they? Yeah, they were like. Oh, my God, hang on. They're cousins. <laughs> you and I are cousins, yeah. So you can get to Kevin Bacon in a few moves or less just with his wife. Like it's, it's, But anyway, they're not close enough that it's caused any genetic issue. I think they're like fourth cousins or okay. something. But that's not bad. Nah, it's too close. That's not See, bad. the thing is that I'm the risks. I'm not telling anyone I'm married to my fourth cousin. The risks are so high. When you do one of those DNA tests, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I did one, right, mm. just for fun during COVID. And the, like How recently. How cousins have you been with? None, thank goodness. Um, you're from Paragon. <laughs> It's normal up there. No, my mum's family, who we haven't seen in, she hasn't seen in like 50 years, they all popped up because they're like, the DNA popped up. Anyway, Mm. so I'm looking at all these people. We're finding all these relatives in the UK and stuff that we didn't even know existed. And I'm like, I don't know. They're great for for contacting people, but I feel like a lot of people are finding out that they're related to their one night stand from 2008. And they're going, oh God, I think it's really. It'll put you off one night stand. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's really important, especially today, 35 degrees. Yes. Hey, uh, Liza, a moment ago, what's the game called? Kevin Bacon. Six degrees of Kevin Bacon. Righto, you I gave it, you... Well, the theory is, is that you can get from one actor to another actor in six moves or less right. through movies they've been in Okay. to Kevin Bacon. So I gave you Leonardo DiCaprio. And Kevin Bacon. Okay, so this one, I've gone, so in 2000, Elizabeth Shue was in a movie called The Hollow Man with Kevin right. Bacon. Yeah. It's a really creepy film. Yeah. Mm. Uh, do you remember that? Yeah, 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 he's, yeah disturbing. He, it's very disturbing. Yeah. And then, um, so she, Elizabeth Shue was in Cocktail with Tom Cruise, right? With Brian Brown, actually, it's, yeah. a, it's a good film. And she, uh, Tom Cruise, was in Interview with a Vampire with Brad Pitt, mm. and Brad Pitt was in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood with Leonardo DiCaprio. Too good. Yeah, there you go. done. Three That's moves. How it's done. Yeah, right. was that three moves? Well, if you don't, sorry, four moves. Yep, okay. four. Yep. All so right. you have to do it in six or less. Right. I, but Rue is feverishly writing notes yeah. over here. He's going to get on top of the supermarkets for us. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. He watched Four Corners last night. Somehow he accidentally landed on the, on the ABC. He was channel surfing. <laughs> no, I wasn't. I was there for a reason. I wanted to watch it. Oh four triple eight five one zero four seven. just quickly. If anyone's got one that can stump me with Kevin Bacon, that'd be good. Mm. I don't think it can be done. For all your steel supplies, it has to be Centurion Steel. Centurion.com.au G'day, it's Tex Walker from the Crows. Come on. Tex. Hang on, we've played the intro. Where is he? I don't know. I can't. Is he he coming in or what? Uh, I haven't heard from working from home these days. 
You're They kidding. don't go into the office anymore. <laughs> what, he's we got him in? on the phone. Yeah, he's Morning. on the phone. Oh, you're oh, joking. Texan. Why do you just roll up when you feel like it? <laughs> do you miss my beautiful face, Christopher? I do. And because you <laughs> normally you, and you bring me in a coffee. I do miss yeah. the text. I'll bring you I'll bring you two next time. Um where are you? What's going on? Well, I'm at home. I'm a bit busy this morning, um, guys. Uh, my beautiful wife, much deservedly, is um, over selling herself in Bali. Her and a couple of her girlfriends are over there. In Bali? What? Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's gone international. Uh, so have you got any help or not? Oh, I'm very, very grateful for uh, Ellie's mum and dad. They're uh, superstars. They've been helping out the last you, couple of days. You'll have to get the training, won't you? Yeah, that's what I said to Ellie. This parenting stuff's not... All that hard, especially when you still got to go to work too. Oh, like, um, gee whiz. I'll only say that when she's over the other side yeah, of the world. Now, yeah. just on just on the work thing, are you still full time or are you part time now? I read earlier in the world, I saw on the news, you said that you may not play every week this year. You might get rested from time to time. Well, you're part time now. Yeah. Dits, uh, don't take everything so literally. Um, you know, the, the old rig's getting a little bit older. I'm just thinking ahead. I've always been good after after a rest, so we. Uh, we just need to be smart to get quality games out, not quantity this time of my career. You're still putting your hand out for full pay or you're going to, you know, take a bit of a cut? Oh, Dits, I reckon you've had a couple of days off. You guys <laughs> not talking about me. Weeks off. Mate, Sometimes I he's work, here, but he's not here. I even, work you hard know? to put this show together. Yeah. I, th- I think you guys have more, more days off than you do on. Oh, come That's on now. Just joking, oh. You guys fight like police dogs. How did you let Ellie go to Bali in footy season, Tex? How did that conversation go down? Well, it's, it, it's not so much in footy season. we got a trial game on, um, on this Friday. Fun. Yeah. yeah, so that's a bit of a training, training run, but um, no, nah, I'm just joking. Uh, she no, deserves I, I, it, that's why, because exactly. she's got three kids, little ones, and she's taking care of them all the time, and it's just a that's nice exact, thing to do. Exactly what I said to her, Loz, go. As soon as you come on, I don't believe about, that's what you said at all. <laughs> you said, you, you go, no, just wait you, for your parents to come over, and then you can go. You would have been crying when she said she's doing that. You're right, Ru. I said go. And then I said, is it just a one-way flight or... (laughs) (laughs) I'm just joking. I think, is it photo day at the the footy club today? It is, yeah. Um, Once again, if I didn't have Ellie's mum and dad, the kids wouldn't be coming down. So Uh. luckily, uh, Vicky and Rob are helping out there and they'll uh, they'll go and grab the boys from ELC uh, just before midday and bring them down and they'll... um, I'll have a photo with Dad, which would be Aww. pretty cool. Oh, that's yeah. good, Texan. Now, you had a trial game over in Port Lincoln. Uh, Isaac Rankin spent a lot more time on the ball. Is that something that's going to happen this year, or was it just because Laird, he was uh, offered a wedding? Oh, old, old wedding's Laird. He, <laughs> speaking of days off, Jesus. Yeah. He's had a few the last couple of weeks. But, um, no, nah, I reckon Crows fans will see a lot more of uh, Isaac Rankin in the midfield. He's, he's done a bit of work through there, you know, as a junior and, um, we know how special he can be, but Crows fans are probably saying, no, we want him to kick goals. He also will be kicking goals. So yeah. we'll see a fair bit of him um, inside and He's heaps of, of fun to watch. He's a really he, fun player uh, to watch. Have you met him, Loz? No, I've never met him. No, no, I've, sc- I've screamed at him, but yeah. Is one he? of the most beautiful humans you'll oh. ever meet. Mm. I love him. Mm. All right. Hey, uh, we'll take a break. More with Tex Walker in just a moment. Tex, just go and check on those kids and uh, make sure they're all right. Back with Tex <laughs> in a moment. <laughs> For all your steel supplies, it has to be Centurion Steel. Centurion.com.au. G'day, it's Tex Walker from the Crows. Come on. Let's talk about Tex. 
Tuesday morning, Tex Walker's with us. Well, he's not in the studio with us. He's, uh, he just dropped he's working he's from, work, home, work from home yeah. sometimes. Uh, he's a modern man. Now, Tex, I just want to go back to the game uh, at Port Lincoln. What about young Curtin? I'm told that you uh, led him a merry dance around the park. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, that's... Yeah. Well, where are you getting your information from? Ditz is totally incorrect. Oh, that's what I've been yeah. told. I heard you closed nah. the blinds on Curtin. Oh. 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 Yeah. Oh. I've been sitting that's on that what, for 10 minutes. <laughs> that's what Benny Keyes calls him, Curtin. Uh, as um, blind, really? <laughs> no, we can do better than that. Okay. No, don't worry, mate. We do. Yeah. A uh, Friday night, Albert and Oval against the mighty, magnificent Port Adelaide. Uh, do, you, do you know where to go? Do you know where Albert and Oval is? Yeah, I'm actually going to get an Uber down there. I was, no, sure. I was, I was, was going <laughs> to give you a lift. Get a oh, bus. I thought I would love a lift with you. I could pick you up early afternoon. We'll go to the Albert and Hotel, have a little countery first. Oh, either or, did I'm happy right. to drive and pick you up, mate. All right. Beautiful. I'll, leave, I'll leave Louis' baby seat in the back and you can squash those big bum cheeks in there. <laughs> Please. Oh. Hey, uh, now, the forward line, I saw Chris Burgess on the news uh, earlier this week. He actually looks all right. And you've got Fogg obviously getting ready to play. So there's a few options up forward along with Thilthor. your good self. Thilthor yeah, looks well, magnificent. Big, yeah. yeah, big Thilthy's had a great pre-season and gives him a great launch pad for a big season ahead. And obviously Fogg's... Had a great pre-season as well. And um, getting Burjo over from Gold Coast, who's been the best forward in the VFL for the last couple of years, has added to our forward line as well. So, yeah, we want to keep uh, enjoying what we do ahead of the ball and um, excite all the fans as much as we can. There's a little special boy going to be down at the footy club today that uh, we spoke about here on Triple M last year, little Sammy. I think he's coming down to get a photo with all the boys. Yeah, I'm sure the boys will absolutely love and uh, open their arms to Sammy. We look forward to having him down there. I think he's only, what, eight or nine? Yeah, he's only a young fella. so yeah. uh, Huge Crows yeah. fan. Yeah, look after him down there and give him a little special day, Texan. Oh, we will, mate. We will. The boys are awesome at doing that, and most footy clubs are, but um, yeah. we're extra special down at the Crowies. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, give us now. a gag to send yeah. us out, mate. Well, I was walking past a farm and a sign said, Duck Eggs. I thought, that's a bit unnecessary of a comma. And then it hit me. Oh. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, quack, quack. Well, you know what it is? You have to be here, I yeah. think. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's got to be a fun day. Hey, look, he's had, he's had two good ones. Yeah, he's he had a little slip up. Yeah. That may be when you should have had the week off, too. Yeah, I think we should have rested yeah. you. Oh, <laughs> what's, that? Oh, what's that? I can't hear anything. My no. phone's going. Oh, oh, go check right. on the kids, oh, mate. I'll see you They're Friday, Arbor. I'll pick you up, <laughs> take you down to Alberton. Right, no, I'll pick you up. All right. Oh, okay. no. Don't give him Cocoa Pops for breakfast either. <laughs> be the first time you've ever been picked up. Yeah, on Four Corners last night, I did a special on the supermarkets <clears throat> when we know that the government are doing a bit of a inquiry into them and we know that uh, they're pumping out huge profits at the moment. But there's a few interesting bits to the show last night. Coles and Woolies. Uh, dominate the supermarket sector in Australia. They're 65% of the whole market. Mm. Uh, And then you've got Audi that are 10%. That's the next best. So in Adelaide, we've got Foodland and and bits and pieces. But Mighty South Aussies. Yeah, they they dominate, though, in the Australian market. So 65% in America or the UK, not that they don't have two 
people going ahead. They have five massive ones, so there's a lot more competition and therefore you get better pricing. We haven't got that in uh, Australia, and I didn't know realise it was that much of a, of a dominance. So when you've got that, you don't have to compete. And Coles and Woolies actually work together. How closely do Coles and Woolworths track each other on price? They're more or less identical in many respects. Both organisations would have teams of people that would be checking prices to ensure that you were not exceeding what was, I guess, deemed to be the uh, acceptable price in the marketplace. So you'd think they'd be going sort of head-to-head and hammering each other. They're trying to beat each other. Basically, all they're trying to do is not undermine each Mm. other too much and get away with what they can get away with Mm. and look like they're going against each other. But they're not because w- there's no purpose. If you if you control the market, why would you want to yeah. cut prices? Otherwise, you're just cutting each other's profit margins. So there's an actual term, uh, Colesworths. They oh, call it now really? within the sector of how they effectively work together. This is what they're saying. Fruit and veg is their biggest hook. That's how they get people into the sector. They had fruit growers on there that just said they've had a gutsful. There's one cherry grower that's been in there for several generations who is doing his last season of cherry grow uh, cherry growing just because they just can't make ends meet. Mm. They said they basically keep you alive, but um, you can only just breathe, Yeah, basically. And this was an interesting stat about the uh, fruit growers from the horticultural industry. We have estimated in the last 12 months alone that we've taken the bulldozers to 15% of the Australian pear orchards. That's a remarkable number. 34% of vegetable growers interviewed said that they wanted to get out of the sector in the next 12 months. The average age of growers, and you would have seen this in your travels, you know, it's way too old because no young person sees a future in this industry. It's a massive, massive issue. We just need change. So one in three growers want to get out of the yep. sector. They're on life support. They're putting yep. huge risks to grow these things. They've been doing it for There's generations. There's got to be some government agency between the growers and the supermarkets to say, hang on, no, what you're, the price you're yeah. paying isn't fair. Yep. There's well, got to be some fairness All in the youngies can't be bothered. So That's if there's right. been a few generations of... Um, Wealth creation, just say through the water entitlements or land, they just say, "Well, I'm just, I'm just going to cash in on that, and I'm just going to live a less stressful life." It is the most stressful life Can being you a blame fruit grower. No, like, I've been. I've, my dad went broke on the yeah, fruit. Probably, I know what it's like. It's horrendous. Yeah. You're worried about when it rains. When it, today, when it's 35 degrees, you're going to get burned. You're worried about uh, cost of fertilizer, petrol, everything. It, it is. It's just so much out of your control. And then when you grow the most perfect fruit you have to for coals and woolies, because they can just reject you anyway, send it to the market. This cherry grower said he got, he's meant to get 90 grand from his last shipment to the, and got 5,800 because they just rejected it. And you can't <gasps> do anything mm. about it. Well, that, that's what has to change. To and the supermarkets on. are creating spoiled customers who have these insane standards. Yeah. Yeah. Like uh, if you look at the odd, the odd bunch or whatever that sex section is in the yeah. supermarket, Oh, this defected pear with a tiny little well, dent in the side, you know. And it's they're the just, ones you should be eating. Yeah. Let's have a listen to what they said about specials. Here's the thing you need to know about specials. They're not really that special. Grocery suppliers and brands are often expected to fund these promotions, not the supermarkets. That means suppliers need to set their recommended retail price at a higher level, knowing they will have to offer deep discounts for much of the year. 
And he said, specials are like a drug. I'm no different. When I go into the supermarket, I see the tags and I just get attracted to them. But you need to look closer to see if they're actually a good deal or not because a lot of them aren't actually Mm. that special. But all in all, look, the supermarkets are great businesses. Most of the time, sounds like they play within the rules. But what the ACCC boss, who's retired now, said they need a bigger stick over the top of them. They've got too much power. There's only two in the market. We need more competition. The rules to stop mergers in the past and to stop Coles and Woolies buying all the smaller competitors uh, that are now non-existent they've been able to do that and they control the market and that's why they they can dominate so we should go to Audi is that like is that genuine should we should we diversify where we're shopping well there's some people that say that doesn't great either because it's an international I think it's good in this town we do go to Drake's and we go to Foodland and we go to IGA I mean there are there are others I went for an IGA for seven years and it was hard like they really really cared about their customers yeah and um it was Difficult battling with the big guys. So, yep. Um, look, that's that's what the story was on Four Corners last night. Three generations, one topic. Have you ever heard of the generation gap? On Triple M Breakfast. The generation gap. It's the generation gap. Let's talk about dating in mm. generations because it changes. The trends, the way people meet, the way people court each other has changed a lot over the last century. Apparently now there's this new thing where people aren't meeting on apps anymore. They're meeting at running clubs. Hey, how you got? Like hmm. getting to know each other at on a six jog. in the morning. Oh, my God. Fitness is in, isn't it? Yeah, it's in and it is, ugh. Like my two least favourite things, dating, got first dates and a run. Like I can't think of anything worse. <laughs> my nightmare. But I would be interested to go back. We've got Pratty on the line. Good morning, Pratty. Yeah, g'day, gang. One of our grumpy old men. When did you first get married? What was your first big relationship? you got to go back to the 70s. you got to go back 50 years and our access would have been, you would find a partner young girlfriend through sport, um, maybe a, a dance. You need to give me a chance just to explode to what happened in the 70s where all the hotels ran, you know, virtual dating clubs um, mm-hmm. with discos. How'd it work at a dance, Pratty? Didn't you blokes all on one side of the hall yeah, and girls on all time, the other old, side, wasn't it? Old-time uh, old And you time went and asked them for a dance, a, didn't you? A, you know, you'd, you'd have a band. It was just a modern waltz. You'd shuffle around, grab a... Asking, you'd actually ask. You'd have to have the courage, wouldn't you? You'd, you'd have to have the courage yeah. to walk up to a girl cold and just say, "Would you dance with me?" Well, yeah, bit of that. Let's go to Sammy, who's Gen X. Uh, how did you start dating? What uh, what happened in your time? So I'm ma- married now, and I first met my wife. I reckon when I was twenty or twenty-two. So to set the scene, there were no phones. There might have been the odd Nokia around. But in order... No phones? Well, I don't reckon in 2000, there might have been crappy Nokia phones. Not everyone had one, though. But not everyone had one. And so I I met her at the East End Exchange Hotel. She'd just knocked off from work and she was having (laughs) a beer. Yeah, like across the pool table, you know, knocking balls and just sort of have have a little look through the smoke haze. And then (laughs) I found out that she worked there. So the, the only way I could sort of track her down again was to kind of stalk her so I'd go back <laughs> yeah. next week is she working tonight nah mate she's not on and then you go back the can next week can you just week. prim me off the roster that'd be <laughs> great should have had a crack last week people certainly weren't doing um, 
these dating agencies or no, back no. then. Weirdos. The only way you could meet someone was at the pub. Did you ask her out? Did you take her out for dinner? What what sort of things happen? Or did you go I to a think I well, I think I got a home phone number and then I had to ring and hope in hell that her dad didn't answer. Yeah. It was that kind of setup. Yeah, it was horrific. Yeah. You'd ring and oh, she not oh, can I leave a message? You'd leave him yeah. like some awkward message. Oh, it was call, terrible. Call the terrible guy from time. The in that era, you would go to nightclubs and just hope the girl that you wanted to be that would be there. Would yeah. be there. That's that's the thing. Yeah, but yeah. she you might not, and there's nothing you can do. Nah. <laughs> All right, Alessia, who's a millennial. Gen Z, I am. Gen Z, you're yeah. Gen Z, Sorry. even younger. Yeah, dating when you started. Well, I mean, I'm of the generation of phones and whatnot. So, I mean, like the first boyfriend I had, I met in high school. But since then, really, you've got dating apps. Mm. You've got you could go out, but I don't think you're going to meet your future husband in a nightclub. Although, oh, oh, hang on, hang on, this is true. But I don't know. It's different. It's it's get it's different well, now. Yeah, Why is it, it is. different? What people don't the <sighs> same type of people don't go to nightclubs now? I think there's just an assumption that if you meet someone out. You're all there for the same thing, and it's not a serious Ooh, relationship. Yeah, if I was to look at just a whole heap of people on a phone and keep swiping, I've got no idea what they're like. That's so, so true. Good, no, it's a huge issue. It's, it's it's a problem because everyone I've ever dated, I don't think I would have swiped right on them if I saw them on an app. Like if I looked at their profile, because I've seen them on apps after we've broken up and gone, oh, is Alessia, this what they were bringing Have been on a date from an app? No, I haven't, yeah. which is another problem because while dating apps seem great, unless it's somebody that you've previously met, like mm. Loz says, you know them and then you, they come up on an app and you go, okay, they're clearly not a serial killer because I know that mm. they're a real person. Yeah. But you can get catfished. So it's a, mm. bit, it's a bit of a scary place yeah. to be going on dates from And also apps. men don't know how to market themselves properly. So mm. they put up terrible photos. With fish. With fish. And then oh, they write a oh. shocking bio and they're actually a ripping bloke. Mm -hmm. But they don't put themselves out there well because they don't. They shouldn't know how well, to do that. What should they do? Lie and yeah, they're good at, or They're no, good no, at no. fishing. They can provide. That's a good selling yeah. point. Come Hunt on. Together. Yeah. Oh, yeah, because I'm a cave woman. Ooh, he bring good fish home. Ooh, like. well, you want to get fed or not? Yeah. No, but I think it, I think the digital side of things has made things more complicated instead of making it simpler, which is what the original so how should was. you get a bloke? I don't know. Obviously, I have no, no idea. No, but if you say you don't meet them at pubs, you can't do it online. Well, the running club. How, what's the... Yeah, definitely. I think people are starting to do more activities where they might find like-minded people, like yes. a run club, for example, or like people have gym crushes. You know, you go mm. to the gym. Same kind of deal where you go to the gym and you just hope that that person's going to be there at the same time that you rock you up You can't there. talk you to serious? the difference is, yes, but the difference is people don't approach each other, though. But they will it's match very, on Tinder, though. They will. You might. That's you'll match the you bloke might, from your, the gym correct. on Tinder. This is uh, yeah. Thank you, everybody. The generation. Oh, yeah. You might have seen Mel Buttle on the project, or as Mum Lynn on TikTok. A bit worrying to get a Uber home because it might be late. It might be ten thirty. She's a big fan of cash. <laughs> Do you remember? Giving a bus driver a twenty dollar note and watching him have the worst day of his life. And a big fan of Sam Kerr. Can I donate my ACL to Sam Kerr? I do not need it. I've literally never used it. Please welcome to Triple M Breakfast, Mel Bottle. Oh, Mel. Hello, Mel. Welcome. G'day. I like that. You give your ACL. <laughs> that should be a thing. Donating to athletes. That's good. Yeah. I do not need it. I got a, I got a Uber here. <laughs> the national cause for our sporting team. The East Germans were trying to do this in some similar way many, many decades ago. Yeah. Didn't think of this. No, you could start a scheme. I'm very clever. Donate a limb. Went all the way through to year 12, smashed yeah. it. Now, Mel, I'm a little bit starstruck because I'm slightly obsessed with you. I've Yeah. Me and my mum and my friends share your videos 
like twice a week minimum. Like anytime you put a new one up of your character, mm-hmm. Lynn. Oh, thank is... you. Those videos, yes. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yes, those yeah. are the ones yeah. we share. <laughs> yeah. um, you are so incredible mm. at the observation, the detail, of, the observational detail of the mum character, Lynn. The, yes. the tiny nuances in the tone, the behaviour, the way you say boop, boop, boop. You know, things like oh, that. Oh, wow. You really do watch them, oh, don't you, Loz? Oh, shit, Mel. I'm, I'm, it's, it's a problem. <laughs> You're shaking. Okay. I, yeah, what do you do? You take off your mum. Pretty much. Yeah. Is and it just your mum that you were taking off or yeah, is it all mums? It's sort of a universal mum. It, ca- it came from um, sort of I got, I got stuck in a lot of places during COVID and I needed to do something. Yeah. And all my friends were like, why don't you do that mum thing? Because I just used to do it backstage at comedy rooms and stuff. And, yeah. they, and they were like, people will get it. I was like, no one will get it. Mm. Give us a little, little taste of it, a little bit of Yeah, well, here we are on the radio. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know what to wear. <laughs> and I, I thought... What? Because what? Am, what if I say a naughty word? Yeah, you know, did the police come? What happens? Oh, we get a bit of a fine, Lynn. Now there was one you did about. I'm just going to talk to you about Lynn videos. Okay. Um, there's one you did about. Do you have a breeze? Oh mum. yeah, mums love a breeze. So we grew up in a house where mum's knowledge of wind patterns was just mm. like unbelievable. She knew what time of day if you open that window, the the northern the yep. northern breeze will come in through there, and then you put a fan on, and that'll blow it through. Correct. Flush it out. Yeah. You need cross flow. Yes. <laughs> cross flow. The That's right. And the house is shut up on certain sides of the house at certain times of day. Then you open it up to cool it down yes. in the afternoon and <laughs> the evening. Yeah. This just pops into your brain once you have a kid, loss. Yeah. Air conditioner. On. No, oh, no. What, we're not millionaires. Bloody <laughs> <No. laughs> hell, it's not 45. It's not that hot. And the, the mum, Lynn, who looks out the window and knows everything about every neighbour in the street, and you know, yes. oh, well, the grass is really long over there. I mean, do you, when you're living your life, mm-hmm. do you note these things down in your brain, or is it just something that when you're improvising and you're doing it, it just comes out? It's sort of like it, it's the voice in my head. Like when I go to go somewhere, like a voice will go, well, if you're going to be out all day, take a jacket, yeah. take a bottle of water because you don't know when you'll be back. Mm-hmm. Like, go to the toilet before you leave. Quick, quick wee now yeah. because what if there's no – like, and all that stuff is just how I talk to myself in my <laughs> <Yeah>. head. <laughs> Mothering yourself. Mothering myself. Yeah. yeah. What does Lynn think about last week? They were talking about lunch boxes and you can't have fairy bread. Oh. Lynn, what did – Lynn said, well, what? Go and pack it yourself. Some kids are starving to death <laughs> in this world and we're over here nitpicking. <laughs> Mums are busy. Yeah. I don't have time to make hummus and celery sticks. <laughs> we don't buy chickpeas in my house. No. They make my husband, Malcolm, very gassy. I'm not having them. Is this an insight into you grew up in Ipswich in Brisbane? Mm-hmm. Is this, yeah. is this yes. what Ipswich was like? Oh, it's not that nice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's me taking all the rude words out. <laughs> yeah. Ips, Ipswich is uh, it's a great place, very community-minded because you all the people who aren't criminals join together <laughs> and we make friends. Yeah. So, so you had a big weekend in the fringe. Yeah. It was huge. And you got what, tonight, tomorrow and Thursday to go. That's right. Yeah, big Adelaide fringe. I've, yeah, I've been having great shows. People come along in Adelaide and, and they're so nice and they want to listen. Whereas in Brisbane, you sort of have to fight to speak because the greyhounds are on in the background. <laughs> yeah. But this is great. Oh, all right, well. Where are you, in the garden? I'm in the garden at 6.45 tonight and tomorrow night and yeah. Thursday night. Oh, really show. 
Listen, Beauty. Mel, I'm I'm going to come along because I love you. Knock and off I'm... work and head down to the garden. Yeah, that's brilliant. An early show, that's great. Who can be bothered going out too late? That's just ridiculous. <laughs> well, that's when bad things happen, late at night. Yeah. You always, <laughs> always. <laughs> yeah. Thank uh, you, Mel. Thank hey, you. thanks for coming in, Mel Buttle. Check it out. Uh, the show is not here to put socks on centipedes. I like it. <laughs> that's good. All right, down at the garden tonight, tomorrow night and Thursday. Mel Buttle. 104.7 Triple M. Stay cool with an Automasters aircon service. Call 1300 Automasters. Have you heard? Have you heard? Have you heard? Your rumor file's been on the money a few times. Oh, says. Every morning at 7.40am, hear what's happening in Adelaide first. Mm. The rumor mill. Do you want to go first? No, you go. Yep. You sure? Yeah, very sure. All right, uh, I'll be quick. Uh... Property market in Adelaide. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've been made aware of a developer is going to build a block of apartments that could be the most expensive in Australia. Mm-hmm. And when you hear that, you think, no, no, come on. Like there'd be apartments in Sydney, Sydney. and whatever. The numbers I've been told are just the biggest I've ever, ever heard here. And I can't. And, and How could they beat Sydney? Uh, when you hear the numbers, you What are the numbers? Oh, it's up. I think it's for them to release, but the, we're talking big. And I, well, I, what, what's an apartment worth? Well, starting at four. Yeah, and the penthouse will be a number that you just won't believe. What a hundred? Where? Not quite that. 50. Where? Where? In, in the city. In the CBD. Mm. What street? No, nah, it's just in the city. It's in the <laughs> CBD. Um, Who's doing it? A big company. Mm. I'm just telling you, I got told this last week. An How apartment many stories? Block, uh, 21. 21 stories. And when it all adds up, I'm, I'm pretty sure it'll be the most expensive of that type in Australia. It's amazing. In Australia. Is there a market for that? Like, for Yeah, because I, I asked those questions and they, what they told me is most definitely. Because I thought the same. I thought, Interstate you know, developer? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Hmm. It'll and it'll, it'll they'll start it's building. It's hard to believe in about twelve months, yeah. isn't it? Mm. I know. It seems I know because there's apartments in Melbourne and Sydney worth a fortune. Mm. When you say right, most expensive, do you mean the sum of the parts, or do you mean individually? Yeah, if you add it all up, right? Correct, okay. Yeah, but one the the penthouse, there wouldn't be many more in Australia more expensive than that. Wow, that way, which okay. I think for Adelaide's incredible. Yeah. Mm. Intriguing, dude. All right, good stuff. Good uh, stuff. Look forward. When will that be announced? Do you think? Well, I don't know, but it's being approved as we speak. It's in council. Yep, and they'll start building uh, in about twelve months from now. The only reason they haven't started building already is because of the fringe and things like that. Believe it or not. So that side of town. Well, because you've got to time it right so that you're not shutting down that part of the city oh, and well, it gives so away the location then, a little bit. <laughs> Might be. Anyway, mm. you've got a crow's rumour. <laughs> yeah, I have. And um, my rumour is to watch your socials at nine o'clock this morning. There could be a little bit of interesting information out there and a few little surprises, but all good news. All right. For crow's Nine fans. o'clock this morning. Yeah, nine keep an o'clock. eye on your socials. Oh, it's great. You've heard of the Heaps Good Quiz on Triple M with Rue Dits and Lois. Well, now, Triple M and Credit Union SA present the Heaps Good Quiz Night live. The Arkaba, Thursday, March 21. I'm really? genuinely excited. As teams battle it out for Heaps Good Prizes. Brought to you by Credit Union SA. We see you because we're here too. Yay! We're doing a live quiz night for the Heaps wow. Good Quiz. I'm so excited. I've been teasing this. 
for a couple of weeks that I, we had a big announcement thanks to Credit Union uh, SA and, and we're going to be doing it at the Arca Bar in the Arc. It's going to be brilliant. Thursday, March 21. This is your chance to win a spot so you and three mates can come along and be a part of the quiz night. There's going to be food and drinks. There's going to be cash prizes. You're going to be mingling with us and we're going to all be there. And Whole Triple M team. The rush hour might yeah, be, there be there too, yeah. so don't let that put you off. But it will be it'll be an incredible night, guys. So if you want to come along, one triple three five three, you've got to take part in the heaps good quiz right now. How well do you know SA? We need as many callers on the line as possible because this is a uh, elimination quiz. Yeah. Well, all you have to do is be part of the quiz to get tickets. Well, you got to win. Oh, you got to win. Yeah, the winner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Plus, right. also the winner will be coming along with three mates. Yeah. But but you'll also be getting hundred dollars cash. Yeah, yeah. Credit Union SA is still giving people the cash as a price right. for the win. So, finds are lining up, guys. One triple three five three to take part in the heaps good quiz and potentially come along to the quiz night. All right, sixty seconds on the clock. Let's rip into it. First up, Alison at Seaford Meadows. Hello, Alison. Are you ready to go? Oh, I'm ready to rock and roll. Good. All right, here we go. Question one: What is the fringe venue across from the Garden of Unearthly Delights called? Uh, the Gluttony. Well yep. done. The Crows play who in the first external trial game of the season this Friday? Oh, golly gosh. Um, ooh, Western Bulldogs. No. Like Benny, who do the Crows play this Friday? Paul. Well done. Mm-hmm. Exactly right. Right, which South Aussie rock legend said on 60 Minutes he thought he was going to die recently? Jimmy Barnes. Well done. True or false, SA has introduced a 2% deposit on new builds for first homeowner buyers. Homeowners. True. Yeah, that's right. Which suburb is more north, Ingle Farm or North Haven? Ingle Farm. Wrong. No. Karen at Clare. Which is further north, Ingle Farm or North Haven? North Haven. Yes. Uh, What is special about the Barossa Reservoir Dam? Um, It's got a huge wall. Yeah. And what what about the wall? The Whispering Wall. Yeah. Well done, righto. Name a fringe artist we've had on the show recently. Come on. No. Oh, oh, no. no. It's happened again. <laughs> it happens again. Every time. Wayne from Paralali. Oh, my skill. Oh, Wayne, you've won $100 cash for doing nothing. There you go. Absolutely nothing. And you're coming along to the quiz night <laughs> on the, the 21st. Night. With three of, mates. With well, Listen, this is going to be brilliant. Thursday, 21st of March, all thanks to Credit Union SA. We see you because we're here too. Is it, I'm... Quiz nights are my bread and butter. This is my... <laughs> quiz nights are your bread and butter. I right. love a quiz <laughs> night. I get very aggressive, very competitive. I've had huge fights with friends and family. Oh, we'll look oh, forward, look forward to, that, to that then. That sounds like great fun. Yeah, loads yep. of fun. <laughs> uh, brought, awesome you, brought to you by Credit Union SA. We see you because we're here too. It's right. It's a lost triple ad. I like the way my hair looks when it gets uh, beach water in it, okay? So okay. it's a very specific kind of wave. The, the wet look. Yeah, well, women out there will know that when you wash your hair and you let it dry at home, sometimes it goes quite frizzy if you've got naturally curly hair. But ocean water, because of the salt, uh, it looks nicer when it dries. I don't know why. Oh, so you're talking about once it's dried. Once it's dry. So, I don't, you know, sometimes, but then the next day never looks good. So you only get after the beach that small amount of time. Are you a bit Bo Derrick, are you, coming out of the water? Yeah, a little bit, yeah. A bit 10. Uh, I'd take a few numbers off of that. But yeah, anyway. So what I have done in the past... Uh, is take a bottle, an empty bottle, and take some seawater home 
so that I can spray it in my hair. Right. And it's a it's a common thing that some people do. Okay. So they it's, is it really? Yeah, because you can buy sea spray hair sprays of and course. stuff, but yeah. nothing works as well as actual beach water. Mm. So that's what I've been doing for years. Bit of seaweed. I, bit of, well, you got to get the. I actually get it from Port Wollonga because it's cleaner water oh, there. But anyway, oh, anyway, specific now, diva material. Yeah. So I did this a couple of weeks ago, and I put some in a pump bottle, and then I came home and I haven't needed to use it. I haven't even thought about it really, and it was right. just sitting on the kitchen. Bench mm. in the corner, not really thinking about it. Just Does in it a go off of... salt so, so water? No, it's fine. I mean, you, you sort of want to use it within sort of a few months, I guess. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's not, it's, it's, it's pretty sterile. Anyway, uh, on a completely, what I thought was just completely unrelated sort of thing, I was doing some weeding in the garden and I had someone coming over to check the smoke detectors the other day. Mm-hmm. So there was just a bloke in the house and um, I... It was very warm because I was weeding in the garden. It has been hot. Mm, and I came yeah. into the house and we're having a chat and I need a drink really badly. Yeah. <laughs> and I just see this pump bottle mm. on the counter mm. and in my head I go, oh, fantastic. There's a whole bottle of water right there. Yeah. I don't need to get a hot out of the tap because it's so hot, <laughs> you know. So he's chatting to me. He goes, yeah, they're all good up there. And as he's talking to me, I take a big sip of big swig, swig of what I think is clean, fresh <laughs> Straight from the servo pump, two mm. for seven ninety nine or whatever, yeah. and I explode. <laughs> I, first of all, uh, I take yes. a, I swallow. Please tell a, me all over him. I swallow a gulp, and immediately, like my body's like horror, horror. Mm. This is a code black. <laughs> Get rid of it. So I spray it, like the everything. I just miss his face. I think a bit went on his arm. And the look on his face was like, it, there was just nothing. He couldn't, he, he was like, oh, my God, like, are you okay? And I was like, it's got salt water in it. And he was like, salt water? And I said, I'm going to the beach and I bring it home. And I'm literally like drool coming out of my mouth because it is burning my mouth. It is disgusting. Yeah. And then I, my eyes are watering the whole thing. And he just went, right, oh, just, yeah. I'll be back in a year to check Was he a hot tradie? Oh, he was an older gentleman. Oh, okay. He was married. He was not. This was like, okay. yeah. Look, it would have been an awful mm. if he was a hot tradie. Mm. I felt safe with him. Like mm-hmm. he was more of a father figure type. <laughs> um, but yeah, look, I. <laughs> that was I a good just, effort. I just you stuffed up in two fronts. Really, you got salt water in your mouth, and now you can't wash your hair. Yeah, this mm. is the thing. Yeah, I've I've ruined everything. <laughs> But yeah, I just, it's like, of course I was going to drink How it. How did you forget you had some water oh, in your pump Ray, bottle? Ray, it is just a daily thing for me. Um, this is not unusual. It just it just and so happened to coincide with the You've left your bloody sunglasses, reading glasses home today. I have I've done, told yeah. you to have a spare period. You don't listen. I may have run out of medication <laughs> last week. Oh. And this is what's caused all this. No, it's just, I just can't believe I was witness doing it. Like, <laughs> I, I haven't had anyone over so in weeks. Do and other one things time... like this happen unwitnessed that you don't share with us? Of course. All we'll the start time. Start sharing. Start sharing. More. More? Because yeah. this is the response I get. Haven't I... you heard your opener? Come on, we're caring sharing. Yeah, okay. We all forgive right. and forget a little bit. <laughs> I can't even begin to touch that. No. Yeah. Triple M Breakfast with Blue Dits and Lies. Overnight Sports. Tex Walker from the Crows joined us here on the show earlier this morning. We talked to him about how he maybe managed a little bit this year. You know, the, the old rig's getting a little bit older. I'm just thinking ahead. I've always been good after after a rest, so we uh, 
We just need to be smart to get quality games out, not quantity this time of my career. He might be rested for the odd game. Now, we know that the Crows and Port Adelaide clash this Friday night in a trial game down at Albert and Oval. Uh, He's also talked about the fact that Isaac Rankin, uh, you could see him play a bit in the midfield this year. No, I reckon Crows fans will see a lot more of uh, Isaac Rankin in the midfield. He's he's done a bit of work through there, you know, as a junior, and um, we know how special he can be, but... Crows fans are probably saying, no, we want him to kick goals. He also will be kicking goals. So yeah. we'll see a fair bit of him um, inside and ahead of the ball. Fun. Yeah, he's quick, he's agile, he's a bit like Shy Bolton. So inject a bit more speed and skill through that midfield would be uh, welcome news for Crows fans. All right, now at Port Adelaide, Josh Sin uh, broke onto the scene two years ago, but he's just had a rotten couple of years with injuries. When he first arrived at the club, he looked amazing. Well, he might be back to his best. I think I've always had that belief in myself. I know I can play some pretty good football. Um, I just haven't been able to show it as much as what I'd like to. So um, being able to consistently stay out there and train, that's been something that's massive for me. Yeah, he could be like a new recruit this year for Port Adelaide. Uh, just finally, Rue, uh, good to see Rory Sloan on the news last night, back doing yeah. drills after the eye surgery. Yeah, he did some drills. Um, I don't reckon Todd Marshall will play this week. I think they'll rest him dips yep. as well. Maybe Radigalia might get up with a mm. bit of a corked uh, knee, I think it was. All right, that's our look at sport. Remember our hike for hope? Uh, let's go back pre-Christmas. Yeah. Mm, how can I forget? I'm still dealing with the ligament damage. <laughs> My hip is not right. But no, it was brilliant. We did 30 Ks. We raised a bunch of money. Let's recap what happened. The momentum that Triple M have given childhood dementia, not just Renee, but the 2,500 families in Australia that are suffering and they're in a similar spot, has reached ears that you didn't think it would reach. It's been a phenomenal six weeks, and Triple M own this space. And uh, Renee and I and Little Heroes can't thank you enough for what you've done. But at this stage, we have raised 107000 <laughs> Now, we got it up uh, 110. higher than that, 110 When all in the, the numbers end. came through. Yeah, that's right. Now, Chris Very McDermott emotional. from Little Heroes is back. Good morning, Bone. I want to know how you only did 30Ks. I know, that's a good question. No, I did 32. Did you? Well, because <laughs> when I got to Brighton Road at Glenelg, I went right thinking McGain's was towards yeah, Anzac yeah. Highway. Oh, you so didn't. I've gone with Renee, mind you, because she yeah. was with me and my oh. daughter. We went 750 metres the wrong way. I said, where's McGain? So, oh, it's back the mm. other way by the whole fast hotel. So. Interesting for a bloke that spent so much time at Glenelg. Just couldn't get left. Yeah. That's all I could get left. Yeah. Yeah. Again, again. <laughs> but it was fantastic. <laughs> and I'm recovered now. Like you, oh, Loz, Just yeah, recovered yeah, the last yeah. week already. Yeah, let's go back to last week. This is what happened. A reaction that's priceless. <laughs> This backyard makeover, a surprise for Renee Stasker and her three kids. Just seeing the space in a way that they can use it is just so amazing. Oh, check it out. by the 36ers. Whoa, Austin. Right, so tell us about it. What happened? Clem Holmes, a great supporter and sponsor of Little Heroes Foundation, had met Renee at a couple of our functions, knew her story, had seen the backyard and offered to renovate and uh, put in a playground for the kids. There's going to come a day where Renee's kids just can't go to school anymore and are pretty well confined to their house at Happy Valley. So Clem Holmes uh, came in, renovated, put a playground in there, put a basketball court in there, a trampoline, pretty well one item for each of the kids. And from the moment they walked around the corner, saw it all, Mm. I don't think they've been off Mm. it yet. So it was an enormous, enormous result. And um, it's the little things that make a big difference for an A family. Clem Holmes are only, you know, 
he's a young fella too. Like he's young South Australian, and he's not a big conglomerate that builds a thousand homes. So yeah, we've known Troy, um, yeah. uh, Rue for you know fifteen years, yeah. sort of on and off, uh, and Carmel as well. And they come to a lot of events, and, and they offer. This was wasn't something we went to them with. They came to us, knew wow. the story, and said we want to do this, and it was an incredible result. Oh, I love that. Now, if, for those who didn't know Renee's story from last year and what's obviously still going on with her, all three of her children. Um, have childhood dementia. It's Correct. one of the most tragic, heartbreaking things I've sort of heard. All three kids um, were born sort of seemingly healthy and slowly they will deteriorate over time. Yes. Um, how is Renee coping is at the moment? I haven't spoken to her since the walk. She's a trooper. She's um, an amazing no, person. She's incredible. She knows the fight. She's well aware. It's not mm-hmm. like she doesn't know what uh, the possibilities are, but um, she is determined, as you will all know, um, to give her kids the best life, the best experiences possible. Mm-hmm. They're all at school this year for the first time. They're all amazing. at a primary school in the same cool. school. So it makes sort of drop off. Yeah. yeah. Well, it just... Make you're right, Rue. It does make it a fraction easier. The kids are absolutely loving it, um, so she enjoys the moments and she's enjoying this one. Uh, you said it's reached ears a little bit, and there's lots of people listening on Triple M. Have we any update with childhood dementia? Is there anything that we can look forward to? Any funding or anything like that on the horizon, or are we just still plugging away to try and uh, have a help swear on this family? station, Mark? Uh, <laughs> no, you're not. No. Uh, no uh, yes, is the answer to that. Uh, unexpected question. Um, and look, can I say, and this is um, in absolute honesty, if it wasn't for Triple M, and I'm not just blowing wind up your backsides, but if it wasn't for the hike and it wasn't for the momentum you gave us, the exposure you gave us, this would not have happened. Yep. It would not have happened. And the response since from the general public, from small business, from bigger business, from people getting on board saying, I didn't know what can we do, how can we help, can we just talk about it? It's been incredible. And the talk you you spoke, sorry, Eliza, about the grant, uh, you're probably just a couple of weeks early, but there's Mm. some really exciting news for Little Heroes Mm. just around the corner. Watch your space, I'll say. Watch Watch your space. (laughs) For the next couple of weeks, we'll look forward to that. I just want to say, since we've done that walk, I've had a lot of people reach out to me, and I've even had people, someone from a primary school teacher's reached out to me recently he wants to raise money all year for Little Heroes and he mm. wants, actually, you guys all have to come in. I've agreed that we'd yep. come in and do a talk with right. the kids. You can come too, but <laughs> at some point during the year. But he said that the children's response to learning about it, they're so altruistic, they're so benevolent, these little kids. They yeah. want to help and it's very heartwarming. So as depressing and horrible as it is, um, these awful ailments and illnesses that happen. The the amazing thing is watching people get behind them and it re- renews your faith in humanity. Well, it's been incredible. I, I've spoken more times in the last three months than I had in the previous 10 years. I reckon Probus clubs, Lions clubs, schools, uh, just um, old folks' homes, just people mm-hmm. saying, can you please come in? We've only got 20, 30, 50, 100 people, but we need to hear. Yep. And when you leave or when I leave, they all come up, I didn't know, what can we do, how can we help? I didn't realise kids could get what the older age gets. So it it resonates and there is a a weirdly a good story to it, you know, Mm -hmm. that sense of uh, community and everybody getting together to raise some money for those that aren't quite in that sort of spot is fantastic. It's been great to see. Well, we'll look forward to a couple of weeks when you let us know what the big announcement is, Bone. Mm. Oh, cool. You don't worry. (laughs) (laughs) Hard-hitting investigative journalist, Mark. Oh, to keep him honest. He's at you. You know, to keep him honest.